Welcome to the leadership series on the Sofa Women in Tech Forum. My name is Lily. I'm the customer success executive here, and I'm joined by Iris um, Constantine School um, from Adobe. Um, she is the director of sales and operations. Um, so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we'll start with um, tell us a little bit about your role at Adobe um, and how has your has how the experience has been for you so far. Uh, thank you, Lily, for the invitation. I'm very excited to, for being here. Um, I'm a, a director of sales operations at Adobe and uh, have been uh, working in the STEM field for about 27 years now uh, in companies of different um, sizes and uh, in uh, their various organizations, such as engineering, sales, procurement, and sales operations. Um, what is uh, always uh, common for my roles and mainly recommends me in my activity related to um, is is, uh, is my activity related to people management and organizational strategy. Um, I have been working in Adobe for six years, um, leading the sales operations teams uh, in Romania. Uh, my teams provide global operational support regarding the quality of certain data sets, uh, operational processes for the sales, um, marketing, and financial teams, and also offers technical support for certain BI platforms and applications. Um, as you asked about my experience in Adobe, uh, the overall experience is an extraordinarily good one. And everyone who knows me knows that I am um, a fan of it. I recommend this company uh, with great love and uh, joy. Um, Adobe is a company uh, which is run with a lot of empathy, creativity, and ambition. Um, it prioritizes staff well-being and professional development uh, through multiple programs. Uh, just to uh, bring, I don't know, a specific uh, example here um, regarding the pay uh, equity. Um, since 2018, Adobe achieved uh, the global gender pay uh, parity, and I think this is really great. Fantastic. And um, yeah, yeah, that's how we work with companies like Adobe. Um, they are really, um, they really are the benchmark for um, well, yes. in that for totally. so, so many people, so many women in STEM, particularly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit more about your leadership style because I know um, you really believe in the importance of adapting a leadership style, especially when managing multiple teams. Can you um tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, certainly. Um, this is, you know, a very specific question and I can answer based on my experience in Adobe, but also in the companies I worked uh, for uh, before and uh, I led several teams. Um, the idea is that no matter how homogeneous the teams and the managers uh, who lead them are, as individuals, um, they are all different in the way they act and uh, perceive things. As a result, the mode of interactions, coordination and control must be adapted from person to person. Um, for example, there are managers or individuals who prefer a high degree of autonomy and are prepared to have it. Um, this is also my favorite interaction because I can delegate and help them grow faster. I can do coaching, mentoring, and um, many more. For such cases, um, um, a democratic management style fits like a glove. Uh, when in addition, the activity is very clear, 
repetitive and uh, totally predictable. Sometimes even the laissez-faire management style works perfectly. Um, of course, there will be periodic uh, uh, meetings, activity reports, one-on-one discussions and so, but in these cases, people do not require micromanagement and close control. Um, general guidance, facilitation and open doors could be more than enough um, for them. Um, for, uh, on the contrary, for the employees who are at the beginning of their career um, or in the company, working for the company, a more active management style is necessary, meaning that these employees may need uh, uh, frequent guidance, frequent confirmations uh, regarding um, uh, the quality of their work, uh, more support regarding the interactions that they must have and uh, how this must be conducted. In uh, such cases, I monitor the evolution of these people uh, to decide what is the help that they need to receive, right? Uh, how is the manner that I need to uh, deliver uh, this help to them? And when are they ready to become more independent so I can adapt my management style? Um, Last but not least, I would also mention the autocratic style. Um, this is um, necessary sometimes. Uh, uh, I would uh, say whenever uh, we have to implement project and changes uh, very, very quickly. Uh, when this, uh, um, you know, there, there, there is uh, no time for discussions or uh, when the time used for debates would jeopardize uh, the success of implementing the respective changes um, at the right time. However, the way of uh, is in, in this specific situation, um, the way of communication um, uh, becomes the key for these cases, right? So that the people involved feel as part of the process and uh, will support it, even if uh, most of decisions will come top down. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Um, so you've, you've touched on that a little bit just now, but um, you're currently leading three three teams with different roles and individual strengths, yeah. and this this can be complex. Um, how do you foster a personalized leadership approach to bring out the strengths of each team member? Okay, so uh, first of all, I try to get uh, to know the people I interact with very, very well, uh, to know at what level of seniority they are, what is their professional experience uh, in the company as well as before the company, um, what are their um, aspirations, uh, previous and present frustrations, because, you know, this could be, right, uh, personal challenges, um, knowledge gaps, and uh, so on. So with all this information, Information, which is really very, very, very valuable, right? I can work to adapt to my management style to fit with their situation. And also I can um, uh, recommend to the managers who report to me, um, you know, uh, how to approach certain cases they need to deal with uh, in their teams so that our relationships are good and productive. Um, it is very important to have clear goals, and clear roles that are understood and assumed by each um, member. Um, and uh, it is also very important to focus on each person's uh, strengths more than on their uh, weaknesses and uh, to help them use their strengths as much as possible. 
um, by focusing on their strong points, uh, we can have the right uh, person at the right place and um, uh, we can obtain the great performances. At the same time, um, these people will be delighted with the obtained results, right? Because they use, you know, their strengths and is much more uh, easier uh, for them and can and much more comfortable and can work without stress on their uh, weaknesses. Excellent. Thank you. Um, that's really inspirational. I think, um, yeah, it's something that a lot of managers need to touch on more. So thank you for that. Um, so talking about your role in sales um, sort of um, more widely, um, the world is a lot more evolved. And so relate the concept of relating to clients um, is it, it it has changed in a, a lot more connected world. Um, how do you approach um, networking and maintain those long-term connections with clients, especially considering in the changes of how people have relate, start relating to each other with um, LinkedIn, things like that, meeting more virtually as we are today? Um, are there any specific strategies or tools that you find particularly effective um, navigating this landscape? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have to admit uh, from the beginning that my actions regarding networking uh, do not recommend me as a, a huge specialist of it. But, but uh, indeed, I know the theory very well and I can, um, you know, make very good recommendations, especially when I work with my people. Mm -hmm. um, um, so indeed, uh, lately, uh, the networking changed a lot and um, new tools appeared, right? Uh, we have a lot of uh, tools at our hands and a lot of possibilities to, to do this networking. Um, but um, um, now or then, you know, first of all, we need to understand why uh, we do um, networking, right? Why do we need to do it? Um, um, is it for um, um, disinterested socialization or for a specific purpose? Uh, because the forms of networking are particular and therefore, uh, based on this purpose, we need to select the people we network with and the way we interact with those people. Um, beside the operational networking, which we all do, right? Uh, uh, this happens uh, naturally because it uh, uh, refers to the interactions we have at uh, work for a certain project or to carry out our activity according to our role. Um, there are other forms of networking for which we must uh, make an effort so that this happen, right? Um, for example, um, one of these is that strategic um, networking, which uh, we build with the aim of meeting people who can recommend us in different circles uh, where we want to reach and uh, where we could not uh, have reached without these recommendations. Um, usually these circles are uh, outside the company and the contacts could be found uh, through different online platforms. You mentioned LinkedIn, but there are many others. Um, also, in uh, by participating into different clubs or gatherings like conferences, trainings, and so on. Um, at work, uh, if we aspire to get uh, promoted, uh, we may need the recommendations from people and leaders outside our organization, uh, which means that we have to get in touch with them to make ourselves known and convince them right, that uh, we are good to be recommended for being promoted. 
Obviously, uh, these created relationships uh, must bring benefits uh, to both parties, especially for the strategic networking and uh, must be maintained over time. Um, and this requires an additional effort that uh, many of us do not make uh, motivating that uh, uh, you know we are very busy at work and have not enough time to create uh, new relations uh, or to maintain them in conclusion i think that um, uh, the networking is very useful nowadays Mm -hmm. Absolutely, uh, in all its forms, um, in presence and um, online. But I think that it must be done with uh, respect to the people we contact uh, in uh, this respect, right? Uh, meaning that we should initiate these uh, contacts if we really believe that we are able to maintain the respective relationships and that uh, we can also offer wins to the respective people. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, some really excellent points there. Thank you. Really eye-opening. Um, can you share a bit more about your negotiation style, especially in comparison to your previous direct sales roles? Um, how do you navigate continuous contact and flexibility, um, especially touching on the respects you mentioned before, and particularly negotiation for funding and other resources? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is much. Uh, first of all, I, I think that um, negotiation happens in any situation, right? Uh, um, we are put in and not only in the obvious cases like uh, those related to sales or uh, approvals. Uh, mm -hmm. Since we are children, we get a toy we want uh, by bringing arguments to our parents or um, to other children. Mm -hmm. um, to convince them to give us the respective toy. Or at school, right, we get a higher grade by negotiating with the teachers. Um, I think that in childhood, uh, we start to practice this skill. And uh, what is more important is that we become better at it if, we, if the environment in which uh, we grow up facilitates negotiation as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in my current job, due to the specific of my activity, which is back office, um, I usually use negotiation to accommodate myself with a situation, a person, a group. Uh, this means that I ask many questions. I offer answers to the questions I receive. Um, I also bring additional information when it uh, could help. And I create opportunities to meet and facilitate um, um, the partnership. In most of the time, I use a collaborating style, as uh, my belief is that uh, there must be a win-win for all the involved parties. We are all colleagues, right? It's um, My clients are inside the company, uh, 100%. Therefore, I work a lot and continue to improve the way I build and uh, present my arguments and adapt uh, culturally. This is very important. It's a multinational co uh, company. Uh, so that my reasons are better understood and uh, pay results. Um, of course, in such cases, there is a lot of room for compromise uh, since not all requests, no matter how useful um, and well-constructed they are, or I think they are, um, not all of them can be accepted since they are part of a unitary whole within which they are prioritized according to the business impact um, at a larger scale. Uh, as a result, sometimes uh, it uh, can make sense to access a more competing negotiation negotiation style, uh, fitting, uh, you know, for um, for my ask. Um, um, 
to be better prioritized. But as far as um, I'm concerned, I uh, used this uh, this style, you know, the competing negotiation style. Uh, I used it uh, more um, when I worked at a direct salesperson. Um, and currently, I do rarely use it in my current role, uh, preferring the collaborative style. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Um, so just some closing words of advice before we wrap up. Um, in your experience, what advice would you give women in tech and how can um men be um, allies in promoting diversity and inclusion in the tech industry? Yeah, sure. I love this uh, topic. I'm a woman. <laughs> um, so my advice uh, is, um, of course, to have clear goals, uh, to be flexible and uh, take it easy. Um, know that good things come in small packages. Uh, take one step at a time. So any growth uh, will reward both you and your beneficiaries. Uh, don't forget that you have a private life as well, uh, which is at least as important as your professional one. Lean in when uh, you want to give more weight to your professional life and be ready to lean out uh, whenever you need to look more on your personal life. Uh, be flexible and wisely balance the two so you can enjoy both. Um, also, a recommendation would be to remain and be yourself um, by showing uh, human qualities through which you can create good and lasting relationships. Um, maybe by using a good combination of uh, feminine, masculine and uh, neutral uh, qualities. So uh, your actions and the leadership style will be more androgynous and therefore more suitable for everybody. Um, and of course, my personal recommendation, keep your feminine appearance as uh, this contributes to the diversity that we all need for success. success. As a personal um, example, my appearance has always been very feminine and I have not sought to change this. However, to succeed in the you know uh, men's world, I worked on how to relate, prepare, and communicate, and I keep working on this. Uh, thus, managing to become more credible, more suitable for the groups uh, I interact with. Mm-hmm. In terms of um, you know how um, uh, men can become allies for women, uh, I would start um, uh, from saying that. Because the environment in STEM has long been a man's scene, uh, which means that they feel at home there, uh, men can initiate invitations to the women they interact with. Um, if they are aware of the chance uh, they have had over the centuries, right, to uh, reach their comfort in the uh, relationships building and in developing their speaking skills, they could empathize more with the, the women who nowadays um, reach these roles, but who still have to practice to become comfortable. For example, if a man worked on a certain topic together with a woman, he can invite her to the respective meeting and partner with her during the um, presentation. The man who is an ally for the woman who presents an idea can defend her if the comments of the other participants are too critical. Uh, Men can talk in their groups about um, the results obtained by certain women uh, they work with and can recommend Uh, those women for more complex projects or more ambitious uh, roles in the organization. 
So I don't know. These are some examples, and um, this is uh, it's certainly more to discuss. Uh, all these actions happen through education, and the education takes time and uh, generations uh, to show results. But we are definitely on a good trend, and uh, this is uh, very encouraging. I would say. Absolutely. And we agree. So thank you so much. Um, loads of food for thought there. And um, that was so brilliant, um, everything you touched on. So thank you so much.